Hello everyone and welcome back to Little Slice of Everything. Oh my lord, let me tell you, I already did half of this episode and I freaking like, you know, paused or stopped the recording rather. You know, because I had other things to do and it freaking didn't work, like it would not play back. So here I am redoing the first half of this podcast. Wonderful, love that. Nevertheless, this podcast is going to be all about this season of Bachelorette. Hannah's season, which is now, uh, man, this has been a whirlwind. This has been an iconic season. I freaking love like the Bachelor, Bachelorette, etc. I got into it in like 2014 and man, I have never looked back. The drama is just too good to not watch. I do not understand people who hate on the show. Like I get why, but like, come on now. Like the drama may be like dumb, but it's amazing. And especially this season. So this episode, I really would just love to take a walk down memory lane. Just these recaps of kind of what has happened throughout the season and talk on, you know, some things that really need to be spoken about. Or they actually probably don't need to be spoken about, but they do in because I'm going to speak on them. I mean, I'm going to try to not get off track of this season because man there's a lot I could say as far as Bachelor goes. I may have to do a separate podcast for that because man. The tea is scorching in the past seasons, the tea is scorching this season, and the tea is scorching next season in Bachelor in Paradise. I don't know if anybody else saw that preview, but <laughs> man, I have never been so excited for a season of Bachelor in my life. I mean, Bachelor in Paradise is the superior of the Bachelor series, that is for sure. So first, let's start off Hannah's season with where it really started. At the after rose ceremony. Oh, it wasn't a ceremony, you know what I mean. It's called the After Rose, I think, talk that was after Colton's season. So this is when Hannah was announced as Bachelorette and she met four of her contestants and even handed out a rose. She met Luke P, Connor, Dustin Cam, and Luke S. I'm only going to speak on the memorable people uh, throughout this podcast, so forgive me if I don't touch on everything because this is already going to be a long podcast. We're just going to hit up the interesting stuff. First of all, Luke S. comes out. First two impressions of him. One, could he have a British accent? He did not have a British accent, but like he dresses like really proper, if that makes sense. So like if I saw him on the street, I would assume he had a British accent. Also, kind of looks like Nick Vile. Uh, I know that's not, not how you say Nick's last name. I feel like I have watched videos and that's not how you say his last name, but I don't freaking know Vile. I'm trying to think of other ways to say it. I don't know. And it doesn't matter. For this purpose, we're calling him Nick Vial, uh, even though I know that's probably wrong. Oh, wait, did I say Vial or Vial? Oh, man. I'm saying it 10 different ways now. Who cares? Anyway, that's not the important part. Basically, Luke S. kind of looks like Nick, in a way. Then we get to Connor. Good old Connor. He's cute. We love him. We stan. And he stan does tall. <laughs> that even makes sense. I tried to like say stan and then stands. So Connor is really cute, but uh, also is it just me or does he look like he is young? So obviously he's going to look younger, but he also looks like it's weird. He has like the face of like an 18 year old maybe. And he's also like mad ass tall. And that was kind of his talking point. Uh, you know, he put the stool out, Hannah stepped up, you know, so she could be more on his level and he was like, this is the first step of the relationship. Okay, good first impression. I want to speak on as far as these go is Cam. Oh, Jesus. I mean, if you watched this, 
you know. First of all, he got the first rose. And how, after that intro, he got the first rose is truly beyond me. So he does this rap, and listen, if you are good at rapping, then that's amazing. Like, some people are great at rapping, and you can enjoy that. Um, maybe not that he's bad at rapping, although, like, it is, like, a silly rap. It's not, like, a legit, like, he's not out here like Drake, you know, dropping the raps, you know? He's just doing, like, what he thinks is a cute little rap. I don't remember what it was about because I was too busy cringing the entire time to listen to the words he was saying, you know? And listen, it was his first rap, but it certainly would not be his last, unfortunately for us. So now let's roll into the actual start of the season. So first impressions, you know, people, she's meeting them for the first time. And let me just tell you, if I hate any episode of the Bachelor series, it is definitely the first day, uh, because this is the one where it's like, although it can be entertaining to watch, it's also like the worst to watch because sometimes people are just so cringe, I just, I get secondhand embarrassment very, very much. Like if anybody remembers the movie Camp Rock, there's this, you know, the main character who's played by Demi Lovato, Mitchie, she lies about like her mom working at Hot Tunes China and the bully, Tess Tyler, she confronts Mitchie in front of everybody. He's like, everyone, Mitchie is a liar. And like, Mitchie don't know what to say, bitch. She be lying saying her mom works at Hot Tunes China, but she's really the cafeteria. <laughs> wow, wish I could talk. She's really the cafeteria lady at the freaking camp they're at. You know, uh, the mom was a really place. Love that. But you know, like that was an example of a moment. Like I literally cannot watch. I physically cannot watch that. I have to click off watching that movie. It's just too much for me. It just really is. And that's how I feel about the, you know, intros for this. Um, usually you get like an intro of who the people are. Like maybe they get a video package if they're lucky. If not, you just have to go, you know, with their first interaction with Hannah. So first of all, let's just talk about Tyler C. King of the season, you know, just really iconic king of pop. I mean, he can't sing. I call everyone king of pop, even if like they're not a musician, but also king of dance as we see later on. Um, they talked about how he almost had like a dancing degree or something like that. Anyways, I don't know if the dancing that was played on later in the season was exactly like the greatest, but you know what? He's good looking and we respect any kind of dance. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know where I'm going with this. I just realized how that can be misconstrued. Anyways, the real thing I want to talk about Tyler C. First impression is, you know how they always list the, what do you call it, their job or whatever? And his says general contractor. Now, if you're a How I Met Your Mother fan, you may get why immediately after I saw that, I thought general contractor. And if you have not watched that show, then it's basically like these two characters kind of have a joke going anytime they see like a military like name like say someone's name was like sergeant jeffrey they'd be like sergeant jeffrey or whatever something like that general contractor because it's like and they like salute it's a thing um but that's what i thought of when i saw that we have joe box king the first thing my sister said was like if he's not italian then i i don't know what to say because he looks very italian and he is and his whole thing was like he came out of a box like literally popped out of one he did not last, but his legacy as Box King will be forever. Then we get onto old Matt Donald. Uh, he wasn't old. He was a regular 
aged person. Um, but yeah, unfortunate name. He did play to it, though. He came in, didn't he come on on a tractor, I think? And he also, like, sang a song to Hannah to the tune of Old McDonald's Had a Bar. E-I-E-I-O, bitch. E-I-E-I-O. So most of the time when you're watching this, you kind of get an idea, you know, who your picks are going to be, you know? Who are you rooting for, you know, in the first impressions? So, first of all, I want to say, this season, I, you know, starting off with the first episode, I didn't have anyone that kind of stuck out to me. Um, but one person I did appreciate was good old Brian, the math teacher. He did not last long, but you know what? I was rooting for him. I think what made him so likable is also that he seemed like, not that the others seemed like less human, but he seemed like the most like relatable and human just because you could see he was a little awkward and you know what? It was like a cute awkward. It wasn't like a cringy awkward, like cam freaking rapping. Uh, we'll get there again. But it was like a cute awkward and like really funny i was looking him up after this and apparently his students like because obviously he got like eliminated i think the first night his students put a rose for him on his desk i thought that was really funny then we have the pilots chasen and peter you probably do not remember chasen and you know what neither do i i had to look up uh who else was the other pilot fun thing to know about peter uh recently we've just found out that peter Grew up with Victoria Justice, uh, of Victorious, the iconic. If you do not know, then I don't know what to say. Like, Victoria Justice is iconic. And I just thought that was funny. I was like, oh, you know what? I like Peter even better now that I know he knows Victoria Justice. <laughs> so then we get Connor. Connor is back again. And he actually did a really funny one, like jumping over the fence that Colton did to get to Hannah. I really love that. That was really good. Next up, John Paul Jones. Hey, my name is John Paul Jones. My mom calls me John Paul Jones. My dad calls me John Paul Jones. You can call me John Paul Jones. That's a whole mouthful. Like... You can't think of a nickname, John Paul Jones. I guess JPJ, but still, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, my first impression of him was like, he looks like he goes to an Ivy League school that his parents are loaded. And like, you definitely see him at a party, like, wasted, like, <laughs> which like later on, he says, shaka bro. And like, I, I see him saying that also because he did say that. Next up, we get to this guy, good old Grant. Listen. Grant is great. For some reason, I like Grant, but the first impression of him was not great. Uh, Grant, if anyone doesn't remember, which you may actually know who he is, um, he's one of those people who kind of skated along like really far in the season, and you never really saw much of him. But you saw more of him than some of the guys that they did not show towards the end. I will definitely say that much. So first of all, he came in eating, okay, a hot dog. He was chewing a hot dog, holding mustard. He said, there's a sausage party tonight. I hope we can relish this evening. And also he said, make sure we catch up inside. Also, his job description said unemployed. I mean, they're all unemployed now because you can't have a job if you're going on The Bachelor. Uh, um, yeah, curious to know about that. Um, but nevertheless, for some reason, I did like Grant later on in the season. I don't know. He just, I don't know, he's likable. But my first impression of him was like, he looks like... He's going to gain a lot of weight in his old age. Is <laughs> that a mean first impression? Um, I'm sorry, but you came in eating a hot dog. What more would you like me to say? And also, I just want to refer to good old Evan Bass, uh, married to Carly. Um, they 
were on Bachelor in Paradise together, and I just would love to read this tweet for you that he tweeted the other night. Grant is cool, but the unemployed Chiron, which forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, listen, okay, I don't know how to say words, is really stunting his appeal. He should be a social media influencer at the very least by now. And honestly, <laughs> you know what? I mean, listen, you don't have to pick unemployed, okay? Because remember the twins, like in previous season, like their literal like thing was like description was being twins, like that was their thing. So then we get to Luke P. Now him, I have not liked at all. Clearly, I think we can all simultaneously agree on that. He comes in on top of a car, roaring. Roaring, people. Roaring. So then he calls himself King of the Jungle and asks Hannah to be the Queen of the Jungle. Uh, you know what? Uh, okay. Then, of course, we get to Cam rapping again. I'm sorry, Hannah. Come on. She's like bopping along. No, it's not good rapping. It's not good rapping. It's really not. Then, of course, fast forward through the episode. You see Demi roll in. She got her van, her SUV, and she's doing some spy shit because she heard somebody had a boy- a boy- <laughs> Somebody had a girlfriend right before they came to the bachelor house, and we all know that is not tolerated. Hannah says, Scott, we need to talk, bitch, because this is not happening. Alexa, play Girl at Home by Taylor Swift. So here's the thing. Hannah's like, here's the details, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, bitch. And he was trying to lie. For what reason? Who freaking knows? All of a sudden, he like gives up to the truth. Like, bro, come on. Like, you look so dumb if you're like trying to lie and like quote unquote save yourself. Like, if you're just honest, not that it will go well, but like lying just makes you look bad. Especially, like, you look like Boo Boo the Fool right now, bro. So, that drama aside, let's get to the next episode with the Mr. Right pageant, which, by the way, I just want to say, I'm sure we all remember this episode, Grant was also on that group date. I don't remember ever seeing his segments of him competing at all. Like, I, it's nowhere to be found. Um, so I guess he's, he's not talented, I guess. So, uh, they cut it out completely. They said, nah, I mean, your talents aren't that great. Sorry. But I would have liked to know, like, what did he do? So, of course, we get the Luke P says he's falling in love with Hannah. Bro, you not falling in love with Hannah, bitch. You just met her. This is the f one, well, I was gonna say this is the first time, probably not the first time, but this is I'll say the main time like first of all this is a manipulative tactic this is the first time ish we're seeing this you know because she's already like got the hots for him and obviously I'm sure she doesn't believe that like he's actually falling in love with her at this point they've known each other for 0.2 seconds but I'm sure he's trying to draw her in also the shirtless contest is it just me or is Luke P's body shape kind of odd? I'm not trying to body shame her. Then we get on to Jed singing and listen, I'm not gonna lie. A man with a guitar who can sing like somehow gets brownie points from me. And I, j I know it's a problem. Listen, I think I had the boy band gene. Well, I probably do. For those who don't know, they say like it's a <laughs> the boy band gene as in like you are like predisposed to like wanting to like boy bands. And you know what? That's 
that's me for sure. As in, like, listen, somebody who can sing and has a guitar, like, it kind, it does increase their cuteness skill. I'm not gonna freaking lie. Like, I was like, ooh, okay, Jed. I mean, listen, his song, it was no me trying to think of a song. <laughs> listen, I don't care about Ed Sheeran, but it was no popular song. Like, you know, like, obviously... It wasn't going to be a number one hit, it wasn't going to be on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, but like, I don't know, whatever. It was probably fine for what it was. But nevertheless, I was like, oh, okay, Jack of the Good Star, okay, okay. But this is when I start rooting for Jed. Then we get good old John Paul Jones. I almost forgot, but he was on the unicycle. I honest to God thought he was going to fall off the stage. Now we want to get to some juicy drama-ish which kind of ends in not juicy drama but nevertheless tyler g okay remember him he had a great one-on-one -on -one date and then we never saw the light of day like we're like where did he go so of course i was like wait where where did he go didn't he just like have a great one-on-one -on -one date like what happened there was no addressing this on the show um, because sometimes if like someone has to leave or something, they usually address it. But this was like not even said. But I'm sure like this was episode two at that point, so like maybe they thought like oh, not as many people are attached to him, so it doesn't matter. But basically, it came out like online. There's this article. I don't know where like the story originated from, but he like was a misogynist and he spit on his ex-girlfriend's face and i was actually doing research to find out to see if there had been any uh you know new updates and apparently he just denied the allegations you know saying it's not him bullying this is a made-up thing i don't know why yada 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 uh so yeah not much more into that but um i'm not sure that we'll ever get it i don't even think tyler g was at no, he wasn't at the mental law either. Interesting. Maybe he just decided not to for whatever reason. Um, and maybe especially with, like, the allegations. He was like, nah, I don't want to have to address that on live national television. That'll just fuel the fire uh, if they're not true. Which I hope they're not. Because I actually was rooting for him. Then we get to the roller derby date. So here's the thing about the state. I don't really care about the derby date, whatever. You get to the cocktail party of the derby date and everyone's just doing their thing and all of a sudden, guess who decided to make an appearance? Alexander Hamilton said, bitch, I'm coming down and I am gonna get the girl, I guess. Uh, I'm calling <laughs> Cam Alexander Hamilton because, I don't know, when I think of white people rapping, <laughs> I just thought of <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Uh, wish I knew why. Well, because of the play. But, like, isn't even white people in the play? I don't know. That's just what it reminds me of. Anyway. <laughs> like, Lin-Manuel Miranda is not even white. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know why, like, the two correlated in my brain. Cam crashes his date. He was not invited to the party. And you can see, like, Hannah was taken aback by this, too. Like, she was like, uh, what is he doing here? And then, of course, you know, Cam was filming his, whatchamacallit, I don't know, whatever. They were recording him, and you slowly see someone creeping up in the back. And who is it? It's our boy, Talisee. He was creeping up in the back. He's like, yo, dude, but like, that's not cool. I mean, come on. You know, Cam, he kind of used the defense, like, he just wanted more time. He wanted to fight for, you know, someone he really liked, which I, like, understand that, but, like, this is The Bachelor, there's like a time and place for everything, like you can wait till the general cocktail party to fight for her time. You don't need to come down and interrupt 
you know, a date because I mean, listen, look at every single Bachelor season. Who is like one of the most hated people, uh, you know, every season? People who are interrupters, interrupting Cal Moo. Like nobody wants an interrupter at all. They don't last. They do not last. And then, of course, we get to the actual cocktail party. A good old Kevin. You know what? I liked Kevin. He was in, you know, my top people uh, that I was rooting for. So Kevin, you know, trying to have a conversation with Hannah. Cam doesn't just, like, go and say, Oh, hey, can I interrupt, you know, speak to Hannah, whatever. It is literally like, I'm taking both you and Kevin with me? For what reason? I don't know. I think kind of well first of all like really dumb like first of all that's awkward for kevin second of all is it like supposed to be a power move cam i don't understand what you're doing anyways he takes them i think there's like a heart on the ground i could be wrong about that i just remember like roses or something there candle lit and some good old chicken nuggets why would you do this cam come on now you're not making yourself any likable any more likable which you weren't really likable in the first place to begin with <laughs> but like come on now bro and then you know kevin gets his revenge and good for him this is a great gift honestly kevin throwing the nuggets at cam like yes this is what we needed this is not the first time we will see food thrown in this season but it's certainly the best time we have seen food thrown in this season so next episode we have something great hannah confronts luke because at this point, she kind of realizes that he's mad cocky. And I think this is kind of something that happens with like, the first rose. And I think it's also uh, maybe what also gave Cameron the impression that he has to, like, I don't know, be more persistent in this, I guess, uh, for both Cam and, and Luke. That, you know, in both of their situations, on the after rose and on the very first episode, they were both given, like, the first impression rose. And, you know, that kind of goes to some people's heads. So Hannah confronts Luke and says, listen, you're acting like this relationship's promised. He was really, truly acting like, you know, you're just doing everything else as a courtesy. I know I'm going to be at game, uh, but that was not going to happen, was it? Then we get Cam. I feel like it really just says Luke and Cam, Luke and Cam, just trying to take over. So Cam is on a group date and he basically says, listen, guys, I really I have something important I got to tell Hannah that's okay like okay if you don't want to be interrupted but here's the thing mike was pouring his heart out by the way mike needs to be the bank mike needs to be the mike mike needs to be the next bachelor like first of all we have not had a black male as a bachelor i think it's all been white guys and like rachel's season was iconic she was the first um black woman bachelor uh, first of all, we need that just in general. Like, it's about time. Second of all, Mike is literally one of the most amazing guys. You were really rooting for them, for him the entire season, and he just deserves all the happiness in the world. And, oh my god, why am I crying? Can somebody please tell me why I'm about to cry about Mike? Anyway, <laughs> he shares his story on how he lost a child in the second trimester, and oh my god, why am I crying? Jeez, uh, I did not know I was this attached to Mike. Jeez. <laughs> Love you, Mike. Um, anyway, he lost a child. Uh, and he was sharing that with Hannah. And Cam is trying to interrupt. But like, dude, this is not the time. What makes you think that your story is more important than his? Because let's be real, Mike's is more important. And 
Hannah's like, no, you can't interrupt me, like, nah, not happening. Which, good for her, because I feel like sometimes you see on the seasons, like, they're like, oh, okay, I guess you can interrupt, like, you don't always see people like, now's not the time. Then we get the labor simulator, uh, just an honorable mention, uh, good old John Paul Jones moment right there, good old John Paul Jones moment. Then, oh my gosh, we get to, you know, the party of the summer. This cocktail party is not your typical cocktail party. We're having fun at the pool. It's a summer party, vacation, fun time. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's talk about reading the room. If you know, and I'm not saying, like, obviously there are exceptions, but just like for this moment, if you want to tell someone something, you know, intimate, very deep about your life, like start a conversation. You don't necessarily have to throw it all them at once, especially when it's not like, at the you know right time right moment and this is the thing about reading the room it was a fun summer party and cam just kind of grabs you know uh hannah and is like telling her about all this shit how he almost had to have his leg amputated his grandma passed and he had to give up his dog all up in the same realm also the funny tweets about like me looking for cam's prosthetic leg and listen if you, I'm flipping the page, I'm making noise. <laughs> if you like were sitting down and already like, hey, hey, I have something I want to talk to you about, whatever. Like it was just like a moment where this was like kind of forced, like, oh, hey, Hannah, I need to talk to you. And I'm going to tell this all to you, like with no like pre like talking, just kind of like throwing it at her. And it's like, oh, like, sorry you went through that. But like, you know what I mean? Whereas like with other people who you have seen, like who are having a heart-to-heart -heart. it doesn't happen like let me tell you this this is this and it's like whoa i was just having fun and then you just like took me and you started telling me all this stuff like that's a lot and this is also why it came off like bad we'll get to now mike basically speaking to hannah about how he said cam saying something something along the lines of like needing a sob story and pity rose and i think the reason well, like, just in general, I'm sure that would anger Hannah, but also because the way, like, Cam went about telling her everything, it did seem kind of like an attempt to get a pity rose because it, like I said, it wasn't, like, a good conversation, like, structure. Like, he just kind of threw it into everything, and she's like, okay, thank you for telling me that, but uh, there probably would have been a better moment to do so and a better way to, you know, if it was going to be like a true heart-to-heart, -heart, which like wasn't, it was like a one-sided thing and Hannah was like kind of taken aback by it. He also revealed like that Cam was basically writing Dear John letters to everybody, which like, first of all, it's like the third episode. Do you think anybody cares if you leave? Like, what are you writing letters to people for? I just don't know. Like, he thought he was gonna leave too, and that was like another thing that went into like the Pity Rose idea. So I just don't understand that. That's just like really weird to me. It really is. Like, dude. And also like, I know Dear John was like a movie with Channing Tatum and Amanda Seyfried, is that her name? But anytime I hear Dear John, I think of Taylor Swift, sorry. But, like, dude, what were you doing? Like, dearest Mike, it has been a pleasure spending my time here at the bachelor ranch with you my brother uh i as i know i will be 
eliminated tonight. Like, what were you writing? Like, I don't think any of the guys had, a, like, that much of a connection to Cam, like, friendship-wise, you know? So, like, I just don't understand who he was, like, why he, who or why he was writing these letters. So, just to end this, you know, the third episode in, on a good note, let's just talk about the cutest moment, and unfortunately, we'll get to the sad details at the end of this. So, Hannah was sick, so she didn't get to go on her date with Connor S as planned. So, basically, uh, you know, she invited him over, you know, she's like, keep me company for a little bit. Uh, first of all, like, bitch, what you got? I don't want, I don't want to get contagious. No, 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 no. I don't remember what she had. She was probably just like, I don't know, just a basic sick. Nevertheless, cute moment. He was only there for a short amount of time. He did a little thing with like post-its like, you're beautiful or like whatever. It was cute. You're like, oh my god, I love Connor S. Which is really sad because Connor S did not have like any like time I felt like, or at least that was aired with Hannah after this date. Which is really disappointing because I loved Connor. Like he was great. He was one of like my people that I was rooting for. So then we are finally on episode four, guys. This far in. Oh my lord. Can't wait to edit this. So here's a, a, a date that did not make sense to me. I forget where they were, but then like Jed and Hannah like went to Boston for some reason. It was really random. Like out of all people, I would not have picked him for a Celtics basketball moment. Here's kind of like the first red flag that we see with Jed, and not that we don't see red flags throughout the season, but there was a thing that went down and we will discuss this. So first things first, Jed and Hannah are at their dinner at the end of the night and he basically kind of admits to saying like, I'm gonna be honest, I came on here, you know, to get promo for my music career to hopefully, I don't know, increase that, whatever. But he really did fall for Hannah. And you know what, Demi Lovato was on her Instagram. Basically, she was like, uh-uh, girl, red flag, red flag, red flag. And I was like, well, I, you know what, it is a red flag. But in the moment, I was like, oh, like, at least he was being honest with her. And that's about the only thing he was honest with. Because later on, it does come out that Jed had a girl back home. Alexa played Girl at Home by Taylor Swift again. Here was kind of the story with that. So the story was that he had a girl back home and he had told her he wanted to go on the Bachelorette, you know, to promo his music. And that was kind of the only reason he was going on. And apparently he wrote this girl he was dating like a letter like, you know, that I care about you. You'll be there to pick me up in the airport when I get back. Like, okay, first of all, what? Like, bro. First of all, what? There's a lot of things like later on in the season where you're like, is that actually how Jed's acting or is he like trying to get eliminated? At this point, we have not heard anything yet. So obviously, I hope that they address it on the after rose. Because like obviously, if this is happening, I do not see her picking Jed, TBH. I see her picking... I'm like getting way ahead of myself, but like if you've seen the season, you probably are listening to this. You know what I mean? Tyler you know, or Peter, TBH. Then the group date is some sport, okay? Luke P and Luke S have this brothel, is brothel even the right word? Probably not. So basically they were playing some sport. Don't ask me what it was. Imagine me paying attention to sports, can't relate to that. Something happened where like Luke P, which he later claimed to be self-defense, body slammed and kneed Luke S in the face and that was the whole thing like Hannah was trying to figure out what's the true story Luke P was like this is self-defense and all that stuff and then he came at 
what's his name? Luke. <laughs> they literally have the same name and I'm forgetting. Uh, came at Luke S saying to Hannah, oh, you know, he is just making this out more than it is. You know, he only came on here to promo his tequila. Like, bitch, I haven't heard a thing about his tequila. What are you talking about? Was this the episode that Tyler was like, dude, you're like 5'8"? <laughs> don't think it was but like i just remembered that then we're gonna flash that flash of the story again in episode five when basically hannah sits with the luke's uh because they're still fighting about this and she wants them to talk it out and she's like she cannot handle it she locked out of the room luke s was trying to clear you know his name then there of course was the whole thing where Luke S says, you know, you should go tell Hannah like what you said was a lie because everyone else saw what happened and you are claim what you're claiming has happened has not happened. And you need to go, you know, make it better because now she's upset. For some reason I don't understand how she was more upset upset with Luke S, but then again she did apologize for making this the Luke P show. First of all, Luke S is not coming at anybody. Like, I don't know how you were trying to claim that self-defense, no offense. Luke S is getting all the heat for this, but it's not even Luke S's fault. Like, everybody knows the bullshit that's going on, and somehow, like, Luke S, like, being frustrated and trying to clear his name because Luke P is being a bitch and, like, lying about all this stuff, somehow that... But nevertheless, episode 6, we get to this cocktail party and... At this point, Luke had had a one-on-one -on -one with Hannah, and Garrett was kind of asking, did you bring up names on a date? Uh, because at some point before, he was like, I think Garrett or somebody had told Luke, like, dude, you gotta stop trying to throw people under the bus when there isn't really anybody to throw under the bus, but Luke P likes to create stories to do so. Um, so Garrett was like, bro, you like when you go on this date, like, do not bring up other people. Just spend the time with Hannah because you've given her enough shit to have to bring out more guys. Like, and here's why this guy is not right for you. And here's why this guy is not right for you. Yada, yada, yada. Was this the one-on-one -on -one where she was, like, questioning why people don't like Luke? I wish I remembered, but I don't. So... Obviously, all the boys are, you know, going after Luke, and there's a lot of squabble, blah, 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 and you know what? Good for Connor. I don't know if anybody else noticed in this episode, he was just kind of chilling to the back. I Was he, like, comforting Hannah or something like that? But he was just chilling in the back. He was not partaking. He knows, you know, I'm staying out of this. I may have a lot of things to say, but if it upsets Hannah, I'm gonna stay out of this and just drink, you know? So Hannah, woo, she was tired of the bickering. And you see her, like, almost quit. She's, she's sitting at a cafe with Chris Harrison. She's like, I don't know, like, if this is worth it anymore. And then we get to Julesy Date, uh, you know, next episode where Garrett and Hannah have their naked, what was it called? I think it's a bungee jump, a bungee jump date. Have their date. They had a great date. And, of course, Luke has something to say about it. Are we surprised? Are we surprised? Uh, because you know him, he's like, mm -mm -mm, you should not be naked with people. You should not be naked with people. But you know what? Hannah can do what she wants. You know? Hello? Like, Luke P, you don't own this show. What are you, like, what are you so upset about? Like, hello? Jesus hung out with whores, okay? Like, what is the problem here? <laughs> and that's the truth. Also, we're not going to get into a religion thing, but... Anyway, so 
we take the Garrett drama on to the next episode where they have their one-on-one. It's not a one-on-one, what is it? Two-on-one? It's a two-on-one, but like Garrett and Luke have their own one-on-one where they're kind of like, you know, arguing about all this. And like Luke throws lunch meat on Garrett. Uh, first of all, that looked like bougie lunch meat. Like you just wasted $25 right there, first of all. Also, did anybody see the end clip of the episode where like Garrett was putting like bologna over his eyes? Anyway, <laughs> just some overall good Luke P drama because there, granted, there is not an episode without Luke P drama. Not yet, at least. All that stuff aside, somehow, Garrett gets eliminated. So we get to the hometowns. Now, we've narrowed it down. Peter, Jed, Tyler, Luke. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> I feel like hometowns were kind of boring. Uh, they were, went well for Hannah, for, you know, Tyler. Uh, we saw a really cute moment with Tyler C. and his dad. Peter, you know, he had a good day. Uh, I will mention, just because, you know, not as much went on in this episode. Peter, there's the whole drama, now came out about him where he had a girlfriend before. Not like same situation like Jed, only he didn't come on to be famous. <laughs> where, you know, there's this thing like he was dating some girl and she came out to say, you know, we were talking about like moving in together, having kids, etc. And he had already applied to be a bachelor at this point, and now it's kind of come out. Uh, Nick Vile, he kind of debunked and made me feel a little bit better about Peter, because not gonna lie, I was like, are all men trash? I mean, come on. Basically, that Nick Vile said, uh, Peter did not apply, he was scouted. Which, how do you scout? How do you scout? How do you scout, like, random ass people? I don't know how that works. I really, I don't understand that. Who freaking knows? And that he apparently was broken up with his girlfriend before he had even gotten the offer to be on Bachelorette. So that kind of made me feel better. You know what? I'm just going to trust in Nick Vile. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, I just want to believe in the best in Peter. So <laughs> I hope that's, that's the story because he seems like a sweet guy. How did I say there was no other like interesting thing with Peter? Like, hello? They fucked in a windmill twice. <laughs> As the uh, trailers, you know loved to, you know, promo, which comes in later, guys, just wait. So then we have Jed, and the only, like, interesting thing about his one-on-one -on -one date is that, like, when Hannah was asking, like, oh, do you think, like, Jed's ready for marriage? And everyone's like, no. And probably because they know the shit that was going on with him, like, ugh. You know, like, they're probably like, girl, stay away, like, I'm not gonna stay on national television because I don't want to have a problem with my son, want to have a problem with my brother, but like, uh-uh, don't do it, don't do it, he ain't ready, he be doing shit, you know? Oh, wait, guys, I just said... <laughs> Love mixing up episodes. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought of Peter and the Windmill. I was mixing up hometown. I was like combining hometowns and then the next episode, which is the fantasy suites. You know what? <laughs> we'll get there. It's already mentioned. It is what it is. Uh, they did not fuck in a windmill in his hometown. They fucked in a windmill in Greece or wherever it was. But then Luke's hometown, like, first of all, his dad was kind of, like, crying, like, he's surprised that someone liked him. And then the whole thing where he had a prayer group, like, bruh, like, what? No, I cannot. Like, all these people, like, hyping up Luke P, I'm like, I know he is not. I know he is not. But you know what? I don't know. I just don't trust. I just don't trust him. 
I just do not, and I don't trust what the people said either. So yeah, back to the- since I already begun talking about it, mixing it up. The fantasy suites. Um, so Peter's went well, uh, as we heard. Ha <laughs> ha, it did go very well, ho ho ho. Then we had Jed, and the only, like, kind of kerfuffle <laughs> that went on was Jed saying, you know, he didn't get how he could be, like, in the same category as Luke as in, like, how could you, like, me, like, as a person, but also, like, someone like Luke. And she said, like, Hannah was like, this is, like, something good we can get over, uh, because relationships aren't going to be perfect, so you're obviously going to have, like, discussions, arguments, whatever, disagreements, etc. Uh, Tyler C's went phenomenal with everything. That's great for him. Now we get to the juicy drama. So Luke P is on his one-on-one, -on -one, and everything is... I don't remember if he was even going good before this, but whatever. They get to their dinner, and Luke P somehow brought up the conversation with, like, yeah, like, if you were having sex with other guys in the fantasy suites, then I would not want to be in this relationship. And then he, like, tried to take it back, like, no, I would work through it, but, like, but you know you wouldn't. Like, he was basically, like, slut-shaming her, like, oh, if you slept with any other guy, and she's like, uh, excuse me, first of all, I can do what I want. Second of all, even if I did, that doesn't mean, like, I'm any less of a woman of faith. Like, she said, I had sex and Jesus still loves me. I love you, Jesus. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I make up that out. <laughs> or I won't, I don't know. Uh, whenever I hear Jesus, I just think of that. And again, reminder, Jesus hung out with whores. So, like, did he really care if someone had sex or not? I really don't think so. Uh, do what you want. Just be safe, y'all. Unless you want to have a kid, then don't be safe. Well, like, be safe as in, like, be safe. But, like, you can't, you know, what? I don't know why I'm explaining this. <laughs> but nevertheless, first of all, like, you're a misogynist. You're way too cuckoo religi, uh, first of all. Oh, and by the way, like, <laughs> when Hannah was saying that, like, Bible verse and he was saying along with her, like, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. That's mad funny, though. I don't want to make fun of people who know Bible verses, but I just thought that was, like, a funny moment where she's like, by the way, the Bible says this, and then he was saying it along with her. But yeah, no, Luke P., who do you think you are to tell someone what they are allowed and not allowed to do? Like, come on now. And this is where Hannah really, she hits the breaking point. She finally, the glass has shattered. She finally sees the light. And we are all happy that he has finally been sent home. Now he keeps thinking like, I need closure. I'm still in love with her, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Then we get to the mental all slash um, a little bit of, we saw at the end, where basically it's like now just Peter, Jed, and Tyler. And they don't know that Tyler has been erased. Tyler, oh my god. They don't know that Luke has been eliminated because he's a little bitch. And who do you think you are, honestly? Uh, Psycho, um, Shane Dawson, new series, Into the Mind of Luke P, is he a sociopath? So he shows up to this next rose ceremony, and the guys are like, oh fuck, he's still here. And Hannah comes out, and she's like, uh, bitch, I got rid of you the other day. Like, what are you doing here? And he kept keeps going up to her and up to her and up to her and saying, you know, like, Hannah, I want to make this right, whatever. Trying to take back what he said. Like, bitch, no, you said this, this, and this. You said all this shit. And she, she said, 
it to all the guys like listen this is what he said to me and then all the guys even chris harrison squatting up like trying to corner him like at the end and the whole iconic hannah moving the pedestal because he's like i'm gonna stand right here until you talk to me something crazy like that and even in the car ride like you see he's delusional he was like i still love hannah and i believe that hannah still loves me like bitch no so eventually they finally kick him off we do not see what happens i know it was very hard for her to give out the rose i think we may be seeing that in the finale part one but nevertheless um, we get to the mento all and the first thing i want to speak about is the luke p thing so actually i just heard today chris harrison was on a podcast um you know about the bachelor and he was saying normally as in any reality tv kind of show after show there would be some kind of like outline right like if you were going on jimmy fallon you wouldn't just you know go in with no preparation no idea what you're gonna say no idea what you're gonna talk about there's an outline like we know the talking points with luke he kind of went dark on everybody and so when chris was preparing for the show i was like okay now what about my like talk with luke p and he's like yeah we don't we don't know so he was kind of worded on what he got and he said uh as you know like luke p was like pausing a lot because obviously i'm sure he was like oh shit i didn't prepare for this question let me come up with bullshit in my head you know he took a lot of long pauses and chris said that was only half of them that was only half of them and you know our king mike coming out to be like bro you're misogynist this you're this he said a word i didn't even know what it was uh, i don't remember it now and i know my sister told me the definition but that was yesterday i don't remember and connor he finally speaks his mind connor is like i don't know if this makes sense he reminds me of like the cute popular kid in your like high school but you never really heard him spoke spoke speak <laughs> um that's what kind of reminds me of and he came out and he said his word and even on before they brought the men out Devin came out actually because he was like i heard enough of this luke p bullshit i just need to say this this will not be tolerated hannah came out she said her peace with everything oh and grant even came out like yes our unemployed king yes yes <laughs> which reminds me now that i just said yes um the john paul jones thing where he's like yes queen and then at the like rose ceremony like john paul jones will you accept this rose yes queen <laughs> John Paul Jones is truly a character. What really surprised me was like, I don't know, he was so interest it was so interesting to see him. Like I kind of had made him out to be like kind of ditzy in my mind, like that's I don't know, I just like went by looks and like what I imagined him to be like. But I don't know, it was really interesting and like everybody like freaking out about him. He's like, Oh, oh thank you. Like I really don't know what to say about all this attention, but thank you. Um that was really interesting to me. Um and also we saw him crying. In the bachelor in paradise trailer oh my god who heard john paul jones guys also i mean bachelor in paradise trailer is a whole other can of worms but like iconic the most iconic bachelor in paradise season to come i think so garrett our icon we stand that cute little moment between mike and hannah they're like i just want all the happiness in the world for you like oh my god i'm not gonna that was a fake cry i'm not actually going to cry about mike again but when i was starting to cry about mike that was real tears so we shall see and you know i was gonna think i'm like oh wait when are they gonna announce the next bachelor but they're not going to because bachelor in paradise so they'll announce it then once bachelor in paradise ends dang i have to wait that long have to wait that long for that oh here's the last thing i'm gonna do i'm gonna sign off this podcast with some great tweets honestly so basically one of my favorite tweets is earlier on in the season uh was for len i'm giving up my thirst tweets about tyler c 
Oh, when they were throwing the chicken nuggets into the freaking audience. That was so funny. There was like a woman, she's like, oh. And honestly, the audience reactions were so funny in this. Like, they were dying, they, like, their, rea their facial reactions. And then, like, the whole thing, how, like, they were all laughing at Luke P and Luke P. Are you guys done? Are you guys done? This guy's been tweeting mad good tweets about The Bachelor this season. If John Paul Jones doesn't get a sugar bear hair and Garnier for too sad deal, we riot. <laughs> Me, I'm gonna end it off with these tweets. Me, like, says two things. Anyways, I so far have really, really enjoyed the season. I think that she's gonna pick Tyler. My sister, like, told me, like, oh, I heard a rumor, and I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell me, and then I'm like, wait, is it in our top five? And then I was like, oh, it's, it's Tyler, so... Who knows? Um, it's obviously going to be between Tyler and Pete, but I think it's going to be Tyler uh, nonetheless. But we shall, sh sh we shall see uh, how this all plays out. It should be interesting, for sure. The final thing I'm going to say to end this podcast is this has been a whirlwind of a season. I'm so excited to see the finale. Uh, if I do not include this that portion in this podcast, it's gonna be freaking good. Cannot wait for Bachelor in Paradise. And Chris Harrison is an icon. I hope you enjoyed listening to just an overall recap of what the craziness that has happened this far. Thank you for listening and more Bachelor talk to come in the future.